Hello and welcome back to the podcast podcast with myself, David Carabini, Jack McArdle and Bill Gain. And this year we have a, a little preview. We've got a new producer and host in James Coleman, Sligo Rovers fan, Ick. James, how are we getting on, Paul? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Happy to be here, boys. Living the so, dream. Yeah, James, James has been added to the team because we felt as though we needed to kick up the hole because of how little we record and how little motivation we have. But um, yeah, no, it's good to have you on, James. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what is there to tell? Um, Mad Sligo Rovers fan. Uh, so I'm sure myself and Dave will be clashing plenty of times, uh, maybe today and going forward. Um, but yeah, not a whole pile else, really. Fantastic. And Bill, how are you getting on over there in, in Shelbyville? Delighted to have James on board. Because it takes the pressure off you, is that it? <laughs> and Jack, lastly, and of course, Lise, because you're front of the dock. How are you getting on? Dave, um, I'm sure you enjoyed your Lancaster Senior Cup win there last week, Carly. Yeah, well, look, we've won the group, won, won all three games against uh, all three oppositions, so I'm not going to complain too much, you know, so what can you say? But uh, <laughs> yeah, so today, Happy New Year, everyone. I say that over a month into the year, we're recording this now on, what's it, the 7th, the 8th of, of February. Um a week before the start of the new season. So what better to do than record a predictions a predictions podcast where we'll be chatting away about what we think is ahead of us for the 2024 season. We'll start off with our predictions now. So I'll go first. We'll go, I'll give my 10th team, then the lads will give theirs, and then we'll move on through the league as we, we have our predictions. So I've gone for Waterford bottom. I think they've, you know, they haven't strengthened that well. They've got a, got a whole new squad. They've lost a lot of players, and they really scraped their way into the league. And I think the gap will just be too big for them. Um, yeah, I just I don't think Keith Long will have time to get things right and early enough. And I think by the time he does start to get a click between the new players, it'll be far too late for them. I echo that. Uh, Waterford intent, and I think you're pretty much spot on. I don't think recruitment has been very good down there at all. Um. You know, people are saying, oh, Park Ahmed is coming in, you know, as if he's going to be their saviour. Uh, he's 36 in April. I know people will say he probably still has plenty left, but he's playing with Woking in the National League. I think they're 19th or 20th in the National League in, in England. Um, he scored 12 goals last season. You know, he's not as prolific as he was 10 years ago. Um, so, look... I, I think, yeah, I think Waterford are really going to struggle. I think they'll be straight back down, to be honest. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone Galway last. Um, I just don't, I just don't see enough from them signing wise. Like they've brought, I don't have names in front of me, but fuck all from what I've seen, they brought fuck all in. Like I just feel Caulfield will struggle, especially with his style of football under the new team's pressing up high and putting a bit of pressure on them. I feel like the Hoofing can only do so much. I just don't see them. Just don't see them. I don't think there'll be much between 10th and 9th, in my, my opinion. I don't think there'll be much between them. I think it will go down late, but I just don't think they'll have enough, and I think they will struggle away from home as well. I don't think they'll pick up many points. Waterford uh, finished dog bottom. And I put this to you in perspective, right? Waterford got promoted by fucking default by beating the worst Cork City team in living memory, possibly. Um, just by skinning their teeth because they're shocked. Cork and score. They're managed by Keith Long, who is an utter spoofer. And you can say what you want to Waterford actually has some do a decent academy. Um Rome Kachu, who we'll probably talk about later on. Um they're a good keeper. But like 
they haven't added near enough. The dirt in quality between the first vision and the third vision is ridiculous. They're managed by a man who talks the most utter waffle I've ever heard. If you listen to a three-minute interview of him, it's just utter spoof. And I just know they're finishing dog bottom, and I could not. They go on by UCD, and UCD had a few good player, young players last year. That's exactly what Waterford will be. They'll have one or two good few young players, and they'll finish dog bottom on the table, about 20 points drift of the nearest challenges. <laughs> uh, we move on to ninth, and um, I've gone with Sligo. I'm sorry, James. Um, I just don't think the club has enough experience within the squad, and I just seems to be going nowhere. It lost your three best players and David Cawley, Greg Bulger and, and Gary Buckley and obviously you'll have different opinions on that. I just think they're three players that have so much experience around the league that they can win you a game just by being a calm head in a in a really tough situation. Um, Yeah, I think Johnny Russell has shown time and time again he's, he's not cut out for this level of management at the moment. So, I've gone for yourselves in Sligo Rovers, the bit of red to be in a relegation scrap and to be in the playoff and potentially go down. Isn't that awful? Because I have lovely things to say about Drogheda now in about two minutes time. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ninth place, I have Galway United. Um, I think Jack has already said it in that, you know, hoofball can only get you so far. Um, I think they've signed a lot um, kind of who were below them somewhat in... in um, First division last year. The likes of Leo Gaxa from Kerry. I think he got four, 13, 14 goals or assists last season, um, which is okay, but that's in the first division. Um, they were delighted to sign the likes of Gary Buckley from us. Um, and I think Gary Buckley still probably has a bit in him, but, um, you know, since he done his ACL uh, last summer or the summer before, I don't think he ever really came back uh, the player that he was. Um, I think they'll struggle a lot. There, you know, there is a huge gap between the first division and the Premier Division in all uh, aspects. So I think Galway will struggle, and I think I think they'll go down via the playoff. Yeah, I've um, I do agree with Dave. I've Sligo ninth as well, but I have brackets stay up in playoff. Um, bit more positive for you. Um, I'm just looking at the squad here in front of me, and um, when the apps are, I'm just looking. It's a very young side. Like you've only. Like you would play the main player with main experience there, you've John Mann, who's twenty four, same with McGinty. You have a few lads like that are mid twenties, but like you've no real quality there, I don't think, for League of Ireland side. Like you've looking out through the team, Connor Marley could do something for you. It was very lazy with them though. Niall Morton, I think we said it off there, he said he's been good, but he's never progressed on with his career. Like I just struggled to pick a leader in that squad that could drag them out of the dirt and keep them well above the water. The only positive is I'm going to butcher his name, um, Wilson. I'm just going to say Wilson up front. I feel like he could have a decent season. He could maybe steer his off bottom of the league. I think between you and Galway, it's only going to be a matter of two or three points. Galway, of course, managed by Cork City legend um, John Caulfield, who um, guided Cork City through the greatest League of Ireland rivalry in modern day history. Um, <laughs> not. But, uh, yeah, they're playing... Galway actually ramped home in the first division last year, but again, the step up of quality is quite substantial. I think they kind of became by surprise. And yeah, I don't think they've signed enough players to trouble the. I think Galway's fans are expecting to finish comfortably in mid table, they just won't. Like, um, Galway are going to come second last. Anyway, on the eighth, um, I've gone Galway 
because I just, as Bill said, I'm, the, the gap between the top and bottom legs are just, I think it's too big for them. Um, People are severely overreacting to how easily they won the first division. You look at Cork last year, in 2022, they romped at the first division title and then got promoted and went straight back down through the playoff because, well, they weren't good enough and the fans were shy. Yeah, like, it's just I think people don't realise how much of a gap it is from top of the first division to bottom of the the Premier. So, yeah, I've gone Galway 8. Eight for me. I've gone for my dear beloved Sligo Rovers. Um, I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll stay up. Um, finished eighth last year as well. We do have a very young squad, the likes of um, David Cawley moving on and Greg Bulger. I think one of our oldest players is Simon Power, who's still only 25. But I think we had we had a minus 15 goal difference last season, which is not great in fairness. But uh, we have replaced Luke McNicholas with Ed McGinty, who is he's only on loan till June. But you never know what will happen after that. We also have um, brought in a, a league tried and tested right back in J.R. Wilson. I think who, uh, who was a very solid pickup from Shells. The one part of the squad that does worry me is centre-back. Jack already said there about uh, John Mahan being one of the leaders, but John Mahan done his Achilles in pre-season. So we'll be out for most of, if not the whole season. We brought in two lads from England, one from Newcastle United and another lad on loan from Cardiff. But they're both very young, 20, 21. So at, at senior football, it's hard to know how they'll get on. But we'll see. I think eight will be good for us. I'll be happy with eight. In, um, in ASI, I have uh, Waterford. Um, I feel like it'll be a bit controversial. I don't feel like many will have them high up, but I disagree with with Dave and James with it. Uh, I think Paul Dumont, I think he's 35, but I think, I I don't know, I, I think I'm right in saying he did flourish in his 30s. Like, I remember him with runs with Newport County in Cups and he has scored. He's proven to score goals in England, so I know he's made a step down in the National League and now come back over, but I feel like he could definitely cause a bit of damage and just looking through the squad, Connor Parsons is a standout for them in the first division last year. Scored a great goal actually, the relegate core, um, as well. And just looking through the team, they've they signed they signed all right. They signed uh, Radkowski from Bowes. I'm pretty sure he had a decent season them last year, and they couldn't keep a hold of him. They've obviously signed two shite left backs, being Robin McCourt and Darryl Leahy, which they paid for Darryl Leahy as well, Chaladin, which is mad. But I feel like I feel like they'll just have enough to edge out Sligo and Galway. As I said, I feel like that bottom three. Be a matter of five or six points. I feel like it will be a, every game between them three will be a six pointer this year. I feel like there won't be a clear team getting relegated. There'll be no one like rock bottom after ten games and no points. I feel like it'll be very competitive down the bottom. Similarly, my choice I going Sligo Rovers. Um, like James, I actually like some of the bits of Sligo Rovers have done this season. Um, Connor Malley, who Jack doesn't rate, but I do. Um, Wilson Mawaru. They also think I had they had the best left back in the league in Reese Hutchinson, who's for now I think he's he's far above Sligo Sander, to be fair. I don't know how they they've kept him on. And just I think even though that they might still be in the same position actually, I think they might be closer to the teams above them because I think the top five in the league top two or three in the league might pull away a bit more and there might be a, a less of a gap between um like the fifth and seventh or that sort of thing. But I still think Sligo might finish in the same position again. Moving on to seventh, it's my club, my you know, Bradley United. I, I have in seventh. I think the thing, the difference between ourselves and the bottom three is going to be France Perot. 
I think he's going to be absolutely unbelievable for us. I watched him against Bowes under 20s a couple of weeks ago and I was like, Jesus, I'm not really overly impressed here. Like, he, he looks a bit, a bit off the pace. He doesn't look sharp. He looks a bit, you know, sluggish or something like that. And then I watched him against Dundalk on Friday night and all of a sudden I was like, this isn't the same player. He's like, he's working hard. He's, Busting in, bumping into people, knocking people over. He's, you know, holding the ball up really well. I think that's it's something that we we missed when Freddie Draper left halfway through the season last year. And I think France is a shoe in to be in the the top top goal scorers race because he's well for one he's on penalties and for two trying to create a lot of chances. Um, we are going to miss Dale Rooney. I think that's a massive issue for us is the fact that Dale Rooney's gone. As as I said last season, our centre midfielder Dale Rooney. Uh, has has left to go to Bowes and he created I think he created something like 70 chances last season and the set piece delivery is excellent but I do think a lot of people are overreacting online about the takeover thinking that oh we've been taken over now all of a sudden everything's going to be fantastic going to shoot up the league I've had conversations with the new owners and they, they're on the same kind of wavelength as me where it's we are going to be steadily inc- incrementing everything. It's not going to just be, let's just throw a lot of money at it, at it today. It's going to be, we start at a marginally above what we were last year and then move up gradually. And that's, I think that's the best way to do it. I don't want the club to just throw millions at it now and then have a lot of success and then go bust again like we did in 08 and 09. I think this is the best way to do it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the overall project through Travella. And I think... The players that we've brought in, the likes of Jack Keeney and, and Franz Perot, um, we've brought in a few, again, a couple of lone players from Lincoln. Shock horror, never happened before. Um, I think O'Shane Galler is going to be excellent for us. And I think Hayden Kahn looks like he could be a really good signing as well. So we, we've brought in well and we've kept well because we've managed to keep a hold of our exciting young players, the likes of Andrew Wogan and Goal. He's one of the best young keepers in the league and he's going to have a fantastic season again. So yeah, drugs seventh. I know I can kind of go on a bit about drugs, but that's the one that I know the most about. So you know, I'll talk about them a bit more. But yeah, I think I have written in block capitals here, France for and I think he'll be on his way over to to a League One, League Two team probably at the end of the season or halfway through next. Yeah, here comes my first shock. Seventh will be Bohemians. Happy to say that. Delighted. Uh, Declan Devine is going to do a Declan Devine. Um, I think if you even if you open up Twitter, you won't be long scrolling before you see a Bose fan giving out about the recruitment this season. Pat Fenlon is supposed to be over that. I don't know what he's doing. Is he on holidays? They've signed this striker, um, Ryan Court. I think he scored something like nine or ten uh, last season. But there'll be a lot of pressure on Declan Devine and Bose this season in general, um, as there always is. And I think once the the cards start to fall there it's it's game over um and I think they'll finish in seventh um yeah too busy saving the bees and and all of that planting trees and you know save the environment so Bose is my pick for number seven yeah for seven I've gone Drod as well I agree with Dave we'll see what he's from saying um I'd hear more about Drod now than I wanted because of him as well so I'd know more of the shit that's going on behind the scenes as well which just how the club's going to work but I just think um looking through the squad like. They seem to always the game and the gaps are getting very close between us and Drada. 
the tools for me liking. But um, I think they'll finish seven. I think it's a good addition with a few other signings. I was impressed with Hayden Khan last week. I thought he played well against Dundalk. Um, and France Firoche, he was very good against Dundalk. Um, just bodying lads, shouldering lads off the ball. Being a nuisance. Very like Afalabi, actually. Seems to have that raw bit of pace on him as well, where he can beat a man. I think he was unlucky not to score against us as well, actually. But when you're looking through the squad, I think they have Darren Markey, and if Darren Markey creates a good few chances, I think he could set up a good few goals for Peru this year. And you still have the likes of Adam Foley, who is great for scoring against Dundalk, great for scoring in big games for them. And Kevin Doherty now as well. Like a good manager, a good hard team to beat at home. I feel like they'll be safe, they'll be comfortable. I, I'm going to agree with one of you and James again. Uh, Bo's recruitment has been absolutely shocking. I'm not sure how many senior players. I believe um I got Pelters because Dick McLeod was meant to be signing for a Drogheda and he's now staying on because basically because they don't have many as enough senior players. And you can say about the academy, but the, the academy can only supplement so much and the squad is threadbare. Um, I backed Afolabi last year when both fans were giving Pelters. He eventually came good. Um, I was right about him. As I am after right with everything, but they just how are they going to replace Afflabi's goals? Um, they they asked for Helsky as Jack said to Waterford. They're going to be. They're they're just not going to be listened. And I think getting to the cup final last year kind of papered over the cracks and what how good both actually are because I think if they start off badly this season and Declan Devine could be in trouble. Um, you you just don't know. Um. If the other teams can get a few a few results ahead of them and build a gap, they might put they might put themselves in trouble, but they should be safe really. But it'll be another very poor season for both. <laughs> what, they won the league in April. Um yeah, actually one thing on that, Jack about France Perot, he was unlucky not to score. He had three goals disallowed last week against Dundalk as well. So that game could have been a lot more than a two one. Moving on to six, so the last at the top of the bottom half, I've gone with Bows. <laughs> um They've lost off Labby who's their top scorer, but they have signed. It's funny, I was talking to a couple of Bowes fans a couple of weeks ago at a, a charity event for Gaza, and they were telling me that um, the problem with Afal Labby was they didn't create anything for him, but he still got 15 goals. And now they've brought in Dale Rooney, who could create for him, and they've got, let go of Afal Labby for peanuts. Um, so they, like, I think they will struggle. I don't think it's going to be a European charge. I think they will be kind of mid-table obscurity with ourselves and whoever having fifth. Um, I think the league is going to be cut into a three, a one, three and three. Yeah, I think Bowes, they've brought in Dale. They've brought back Rob Cornwall, who is going to be huge for them. Um, that bit of experience, that bit of, you know, the club really, really well. Similar to how they brought in Keith Buckley a couple of years ago. And he was just straight away, the fans talked to him, the fans loved him. I think that's what they're kind of going for at the moment. They've brought in you know, a couple of good, exciting young players. But one thing I do have written down is, and, you know, thoughts go out to, to James Talbot, who's taking a step away from football at the moment with mental health issues, but they will absolutely miss him. I know we kind of slagged him a little bit last year, myself and Jack, about a couple of errors that he had, but, like, having that kind of voice, that man who's, he sat, like, I know he's never played for Ireland, but he sat there with the elite goalkeepers and he's had that kind of level of training and just even be like standing behind the goal in Daily Mount, you can hear him talking to players. He's, you know, he is very vocal. He's a, he's a leader in the squad, and I think that's going to be a huge miss for them. 
on the pitch as well. So yeah, Bowers in sixth for me. I've gone sixth, Drada. I was maybe about three weeks ago. I was thinking they were going to overtake Dundalk. I still think I'll get onto that later, but I still think Dundalk will struggle. But Drada will do one better this year and finish sixth, specifically because Franz Piero is going to light up the place. I watched him a bit with that loan last year. He's kind of got got it all as a striker. Uh, twenty two goals last season, and that loan finished fifth. I think, as Dave already said, Drahada will miss Dale Rooney and his uh, his chance creation, especially from from free kicks and corners, where Piero might have needed that little bit of help. But uh, no, I think Drahada will do well this season. I think Doherty is he's building something there, and they've got a bit of a bit of back in there as well. Yeah, you're not going to see that maybe this year or even next year, but it'll help. So yeah, I think Drahada. I think they'll consolidate there. They'll do well. I think they'll finish sixth. It seems like I'm agreeing with everything fucking Dave's saying. And it's not the case. We haven't seen predictions before. I'm putting sixth. I've gone boost as well. Um, I think they still... I know they've, they've, they've struggled to get players through the door. But you, you look at their team. They still have they still have a decent decent spine. They just don't... They don't have, oh, not a decent spine. Sorry, they fuck all the players. But they, they have... They have still have quality. They still have quality players. Like they still have... You've uh, Danny Grant. You've still have... You've James Clark in midfield. Then you've Dale Rooney. Flores, Dylan Connolly, up front you've Akatunde who can do a job. They signed a fella, Stein Reincourt from Flower Talon, I think. I think they've got a few Estonians through the door as well. I think they've got a fullback. I think they might have two strikers, but as, as I predicted last year, I'm not going to predict the uh, Estonian player to be the best signing of the league because I've cause seen how that went from your Fox for Stuck or Saigo last year. But um, no, I think Boots will have enough. I think they will. I think it's more of an overreaction. I feel like if they can get a goalkeeper through the door of decent level, but I think Luke Dennison would be their number one at the minute. He played with Longford Town a few years ago, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But I just feel like they'll start off poorly. I've definitely going down to be the first manager of Sack, but I feel like they will work their way into the league. I feel like even worse than the rest in the summer, they're bringing more numbers and strengthening up and just, I feel like they'll be safe though. Next up, I'm going with Dundalk. Do you like people say I have an agenda against Dundalk? I actually have quite um, a few connections with Dundalk and a lot of my favourite players who who've come through the League of Ireland because I watched during the Stephen Kenny year I started watching her that year are my favourite players that I've seen in the league like the Richie Tell uh, now playing with Sam Grovers uh, Michael Luffy now playing with Derry um, not Hoban but also playing with Derry but yeah look I think look the Nog are an interesting case I'm not sure about the spot the bodies and everything but they have like the Darryl Horgan back I think he'll, he'll be a, a lot bigger threat in the league this year they have some good talent, Jack's mate, Ryan O'Kane. They've signed a few unknown quantities, um, like of Jamie Gullen. Yeah, I can't even think from the top of my head now. They still have Andy Boyle in centre-back, so they still have a great deal of experience. I think uh, the knock will... I think, it'll be, I think it'll be tight between the knock and the team above them, and even maybe below them, but I think the knock will finish in, wherever I said, six this year. Where they go from here again? I I've always said I'd like to see Dunlop focus more on their academy. I I've heard um Brian Ensko speak about bringing through more academy players. I hope to God that's the case because it's an absolute disgrace how the, they don't bring through young players enough. They like to send them on and they've gone to Italy, but yeah, I think Dunlop will finish sixth this year. And uh, yeah, in, in typical me fashion, Bill names a team for one position and I got one up. So I've got I've done Dark and fifth. Um, I think people are massively overreacting to the issues of the club. I think, yeah, the, the club's in the shit and it's fantastic. It's great to see. But they're just, it's not as bad as people think it is. You know, I was up there on, on Friday and again, 
I thought Daryl Horgan was extremely disappointed. I thought he was very poor. You can see that they have some good players there. Owen Kenny was fantastic on the night. And they, they have players there that can play football. They obviously have our pal Clee Torres coming in as well. Who's going to be, you know, that'll be a great sign for them at right back if they can find them. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the biggest issue for them is their, their goalkeeper. Um, this fellow Monroe is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> He's one of the worst keepers I've ever seen. Well, uh, sorry, the lads are laughing right here. Um, but no, I, I've done dark and fifth. <laughs> I need a minute to compose myself after that. <laughs> what a sign in that'll be. What a sign in that'll be for Dundalk. Can't wait to see him. I'm going to mirror what Dave said there. Uh, Dundalk fifth. Yeah, I don't know. The goalkeeper situation still, as much as uh, I used to talk shit about Shepard, I think they'll miss him big time. Hooban will be a big loss as well, obviously. I think four, 13, 14, maybe 15 goals last season in a, you know, a Dundalk side that were mediocre, I suppose. I think this year they'll finish fifth. I think it, it will be fairly tight, maybe between five, six and seven. I think going forward, maybe not this season, but if I was a Dundalk fan at the moment and new owners, etc., the way that the that their current owner kind of pulled plant on Kerry last season, just basically at the drop of a hat, didn't really seem to give it much thought at all. It would worry me a bit going forward uh, if I was a Dundalk fan. I would like somebody with a bit of loyalty and I think you could question that about their new owner. Um, on to fifth here, I am, I've done Dundalk as well. As much as I would love to put them fourth, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. Um, just, yeah, the squad's very, the squad's, squad's coming, coming nicely, but Ross Monroe last Friday night, he just, looked, I think it comes down to more nerves more than anything. He, for the first goal we conceded, he tried to chest end the ball and volley it and completely mistimed. I think it might have been nearly the bounce on the Astro pitch, which won't help. I think it's something he has to get used to. But um, no, like we we still have to be the best rifle in the league. Archie Davies, the best wing back in the league, I think. Um, and we still have we've Andy Boyle, who's probably passed it a bit, but he's still a great player to have in the league. Hayden Mullock would have a good year. Louis Ainsley, we've defense is all right, and then. The midfield, we've a few names now, and it's Scott High on loan from Huddersfield, made over 50 appearances for Huddersfield in the Championship. You have Robbie Benson, who, if you can keep fit, is a good player. Sam Durant, Paul Doyle. It's still a strong enough team. And then up front, you have, you have Robbie Matt, who I think is going to be a standout player this year in the league. A lovely left foot on him. Nice ball, fizzes it across. He does it a few times against Drada. Jamie Gullen, probably a bit of pressure on him now, replacing Hoban number nine. But I do think the dog will be grand. I think it's an overreaction, just. Um, but no, I think we'll be grand. I think we'll have a big, decent point gap between us and Drada, or us in sixth place. Um, again, I'm going above Jack and Drada to finish above the knock in a slight bit of a shock. Again, I see them as my surprise packages for the season. I think they're going to deal with, even though people are talking more positively about Drada than the knock, and people talk more negatively about the knock. About the knock, the expectation level at Trotter is still a lot lower um than the knock um big club football club Jack agree. but like I think there's a good balance to the Trotter squad like you've like for Wogan in goal um they got Weir back which is a massive addition Connor Kane Keeney Quinn so they look strong in defence again in midfield they have Deegan Markey. It might be short, maybe one, two, one or two there. Um, I know that people are tipping Warren Davies for a good year. I actually haven't seen much from play, so I can't comment. 
But again, I think the big difference would be Perro. Um, traditionally, the player who scores most goals in the League of Ireland doesn't actually score that many goals, except for Patrick Hall, who scored 27, as Jack probably said. Uh, I think Perro will be a big difference this year. I think he'll be top scorer. And I, I, I do believe the draw, the draw the manager mentioned yesterday or the day before that they are looking still at bringing one or two more players. Um, I think that could be the difference between whether they can catch Dundalk in the hop or not. I don't think there'll be much in it, but I think if they can swing a few results, maybe beat them in the head-to-head or something, then they'll, they could finish above them, but it, it'll be tight. Uh, I do think it'll be tight. I just have to look them up there. It was 29, actually. It was yeah. even higher than I thought originally. Fair enough, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take fifth, 100%. I'll also take top if it was, if it was being offered. So, you know, as long as we stay in the league, I'm happy. But um, moving on to fourth, uh, I've gone for Shells. I mean, out of the teams that are left, I just think that the weakest squad, uh, you know, people talk about the Damon Duff factor, but I think the, the novelty's worn off now and it's more so about how good he is as a manager rather than, oh my God, we're being managed by a 100-capped Irish international. They've signed a, a lot of good experience, but I don't think they've signed a lot of good quality to add to their squad. They've obviously lost Harry Wood. Will Jarvis came back, but Harry Wood is gone. But the, yeah, they've they've kept the core of a good squad there and they've brought in Sean Gannon who will be immensely helpful towards their younger players. But I just don't don't see them breaking into the top four. I think the gap is or the top three. I think the gap is, is too big at the moment. But I think they'll they'll consolidate themselves in that fourth spot. They'll they'll make it their own for the next couple of years, I'd say, and then probably Duff will move on to a bigger job in England or something like that and, and then they'll fall apart again, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's, yeah, shells in fourth for me. Yeah, I'm completely in agreement with that there. I'll have shells fourth as well. I think it'll just be a bit of consolidation this year. Uh, I don't think they have enough to go on and challenge the top three. They have made some good signings, you know, as Gannon, as Dave said. Also, Liam Burt, I think, will be a, a big plus for them this season. But yeah, I think I think there'll be too much of a gap uh, to Dundalk below them. I think they'll just, they'll just kind of hang around there in fourth. Yeah, I agree also. Shells and Force. I feel like they've a good bit of experience as well in the squad now. They've had well Sean Gannon and then Keith Ward brings something to them as well. Impact off the bench maybe even. I know it's not going to replace Jack Jack Moylan's contributions. I don't know what his role will be with Shelburne now, if it's just backup or if they're actually going to start him. But then you pipe out as well. Decent centre half alongside I don't know if they put a play Gannon in centre half with him. Don't know what way to do that. The same Larkin Healy is a backup, a decent keeper at U C D have someone there for cover. Um, the reason why I think the gap's just too big between third, third and fourth. Like I feel like, oh, well, yeah, sorry, four, four and fifth even. Big Shelburne, they're still lacking maybe one or two quality players. I think maybe the struggle for goals this year, even just the strikers. I'm not too convinced. I'm going rogue again. Fourth in the table, Derry City. Derry City are all bark and no bite. They just constant talk about them challenging and they keep falling away. Half the players, half their decent squad get injured, gets injured, get injured through playing on that pitch, which is a massive problem for them. Um, I know they finished last season, I think three points above Pats and seven behind Champ Rovers. People are expecting um Hoban to you know make the difference and be the man who brings them their first league title since whenever it was, but like they just simply won't. Last season, Derry finished second in the table with fifty five points. Strata finished fifth with fifty eight points. I would not be surprised if, after all this fuss over the Hoban transfer, if they both finish exactly in the same position. I know, I know I'm saying that they're going to finish fourth, 
But I would be surprised if they both sides finished in, in the same position. And you just have to say then, like, what was the fucking possible when both of them end up in the exact same place? Um, again, they have some nice pairs. Um, Duffy, again, former Dundalk. I think Ben Darty actually, I mentioned Hutchinson as the best left-back in the league. Um, Darty probably is the best left-back in the league, but he might go abroad too in, in the next summer. You don't know what sort of office he might have, but I just think Sterry are all back now, but they might actually go for a cup run again because they seem to like a cup run. But I think they might actually fall off the table and the manager could be in trouble early on because expectation levels are quite high there and I don't know what to justify really, but I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to redo that one, Bill. You'll have to put Shelvin Fort. Did you get confused there or something? <laughs> but we'll have to put Shelvin Fort, like, come on. I was literally going to say, um, I think all four of us will put Shelvin at Fort. I saw your reaction because you left for a second there, James. I saw your reaction when, when he said, when he was talking about the players getting injured on that pitch and you were like, what? He um, said Hope and I was like, What? Yeah, Hogan side for Shells, you know. Um, anyway, moving on to third, I've got Derry. <laughs> um, because I actually, I'm not an idiot like Bill. Sorry, Bill. I think Hogan could be a, Hogan could be a game changer, but I think this could be the best title race that we've seen in years. I think the three, top three will all be in with a really, really good chance of winning it. And I think Hogan going into Derry is exactly what they've needed, is a goal scorer, is someone that will score... 15, 20 goals in a season and if they can get the ball to him especially with the likes of Ben Doherty who as we all know I'm a massive fan of if he can get the ball into Hoban from that fullback position I think you could be looking at the, he another vintage Hoban season where he gets 20 goals and I think that could be the difference between Derry maybe I have them in third but they could easily finish second or, for, or first but they've also kept most of their squad together and as we've seen with the draw of the squad over the last couple of years Keeping the team together is such a massive, massive thing in terms of you build on that. You build on having that squad and having that camaraderie around amongst the, around the place. So why I think Waterford will finish bottom is that they've signed so many new players that they don't have that gel amongst them that I think Derry are currently growing something and having Hoban in there now with that experience. I think having Hoban in there with that experience is going to see them do really, really well. But... I just think it'll be a bit too tight at the top of the table. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I have Derry a third, and for the exact same reasons. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be probably the tightest title race we've seen in a long time. Um, you know, Derry have kept some, kept hold of most of their great players, the likes of Hatching and Diallo, Dummigan. They're all still there. And adding Hoban to the mix now is is massive. You know, you're guaranteed probably at least 10 goals, if not more. Uh, which is something that they've they've missed out on. I think maybe not this season that they'll they'll really push on. I think last season they had the opportunities to to give Shamrock Rovers a good go of it to run it even closer than they did. But Shamrock Rovers still ended up winning it by seven last season. I do think that it's going to be very tight. They could finish either second or third, but I'm going to put them at third for now. Yeah. So in third, I've um cup winners Pats. Um, I just feel like. I feel like they're, they're forming a good side together, but you look through the side, like, you've not many league winners in it. I feel like they just lack that league winner mentality. I feel like you've only far, look, I'm just scanning through the squad off the top of my head. You've only far during there that's won a league. I just feel like they lack that, lack that firepower just to compose themselves actually going on in the league. I feel like John Daly's done a great job since the game, in, and I feel like they will be up there. I feel like it'll be very close between the top three. But I just feel like Pats will fall off. I feel like Roy Keaton won't do as well as what people are saying he'll do. Personally speaking, I just feel like he could get 
he'll get his head head stuck in the clouds sort of thing after getting a big enough move from Cork after getting relegated. I feel like the obvious answer whenever Pats were according to Bill linked to Patrick Coben signing as he was linked to Bowes and every other team in the country. I feel like if they got him I feel like they could have actually went forward. I feel like Roy Keaton's a bit of a risk. I feel like even though you might only get two years out of Pat at the top level I feel like that's the difference between third and second or even third and first. They've added well though for a good sign Conor Cady from Drawda. They got in Ryan McLaughlin that was last year I'm pretty sure actually looking at it here. Then Marcella Pitaluga from Liverpool a lot of hype around that sign. Probably the biggest sign I've made in the league just for interactions on Twitter. The place went mad. Like everyone just looking around at him. You've obviously Joe Redman, a great player, Keane Levy. You've a decent squad there. I just feel like they're just off. To the surprise, absolutely nobody. I'm putting Shelburne third. Again, I'm a big fan of Duff. I think their success will come this year in actually go. I think Shelburne will go furthest in Europe of all the sides. Again, defensively solid. Again, you like to see more from them going forward. They might lack that bit of quality in midfield, um, or the link, the link between midfield and attack maybe. With the likes of Jarvis coming back in, um, with Williams, Liam Burke as well, who I was what, the very first person to announce that he was potentially signing for them and on. Um, but yeah, look, I think it'll be a, a kind of a consolidation between Shelburne this year again, fourth third. I don't think there'll be damage between them and Derry. But you think Derry will fall away and Shelburne just might pip them. Uh, again, I think the success with Shelburne this year will come in Europe. Uh, just moving on from that one. Yeah, I've gone second. This is a bit of a surprise. Rovers, I think the, the loss of really experienced players, the likes of Alamannis retiring and Sean Gannon going to Shells is huge. They're, and I don't think they've signed anyone outstanding. They have managed to keep Jack Byrne, despite what people were, were saying that Byrne was going to head off to the States and things like that. But I just, you know, they've lost their experience in Man- in Manus. I don't think Leon Paul's is good enough. I don't think they've made any standout signings. And I think five in a row is just far too much. And I, maybe I'm speaking with my, my heart more than my head that I don't want to see it being five in a row because then it becomes more of a farmer's league. But I, I think Rover's second is, is what I'll go for. I'm going to go for Pats. I don't think they will have enough to, to go the whole way this year. But I think it's going to be very close between the top three. I think Rory Keating will be a big pickup, regardless of what Jack says. You know, he scored he scored fifteen in, in thirty nine or thirty eight last year, which is a good return. because uh, he was playing in a very, very poor Cork side. Cork were very, very poor last year and he was one of the only players that you know, in the, the team that you couldn't really be without. And, you know, I think any any real team in the league would have been happy to take Keating. Pats are kind of building for the future as well. Daly is doing very good there. I I don't think they will have enough. Um, the likes of Forrester still being there obviously is massive, but he is getting on. You know, um, he's still got plenty of quality in him, but I don't think they'll have enough to do it this year. But yeah, so in second I have um Derry. I as much as I wanted to put them top, I hope and I reckon all he's taught I would have put Derry top. Um, I just don't feel like they'll. I feel like they'll be actually let down by injuries to key players from the pitch. I feel like they'll come down to that. Like Daniel Kelly with the hamstring injury the whole time. You've Colin Whelan, who I don't know if he'd be fit now at the start of the season. I feel like you've quality through that team. You've loads of actually Michael Duffy. You've a great spine to that team. And obviously, Sado Diallo out now for six weeks. I think they put up yesterday. I think there was some, I think I saw that somewhere that Diallo's going to be out for the first few weeks of the year. You just have a team there where you've a few players, funnily enough, all X and Dock that would be injury prone as such. Even injury prone the Dock team there, like Cameron Domigan. Went down a good few times. Mark Conley, who seems, seems after he left on the hockey, I haven't really heard much of him since he went up to Derry. 
you have the best, I think you do have the best keeper in the league with Brian Maher. I think that is a given for me, especially the fact that Manus is no longer playing with Rovers. I just feel like I feel like Rovers will have too much for them in midfield, which is obviously going to be the winning, the team that's going to win the league in my eyes. But I feel like Hogan will have a good season. I feel the total opposite to Bill. He'll have a better season than Rory Gaffney, and I wouldn't put serious money on that. Yeah, so Derry City second. Uh, yeah, I'm going to second say Shamrock Rovers. Um, I think there, there will be a greater focus on... Bradley should focus more on Europe this year and try and get to the latter stages of the Europa League or Europa Conference League. That should be the focus purely by financial means, but whether he does that or nothing, I think a cup run might be their best step this season. Again, they're not actually... I know they've lost experience, but they brought back... They have Perugia, probably my favourite player in the league. Um, Gaffney, brilliant player. Um, Dara Burns coming back should do very well then you save your towels your whores your Hohenheim from Cork City the goalkeeper area is an interesting one there's question marks over polls whether he'd be good enough and Stacey coming in from Cove are David Treadbear there we, we, it remains to be seen but we're underestimating Champ Corvus and I think I'm putting them second but I'm only putting them second because I think they should focus on other things and they just, might just get caught in the half this year so yeah I think Champ Corvus second really my winners of the 2024 SSE or Tracy League Premier League Ireland. I've gone for St. Pat's. Uh, I just think they've signed so many good quality players. I think, you know, Jack's already mentioned the signing of Conor Keeley at centre-back. I think he'll be unbelievable. The signing of Rory Keating, as James mentioned, he could be huge for him because he got about 15 goals in a really, really, really bad Cork team last year. And he's going to be going into a team that will create for him. He's got Forrester feeding him the ball. He's got like, Aaron Bulger is a signing that I think will be very underrated. John Daly will get the best out of him. I think he'll be fantastic. They've managed to keep hold of Joe Redmond, who I think is the best centre-back in the league, easily, 100%. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't gone back over to England. But look, their losses are gain, I suppose, over here because I think Joe is a top, top quality centre-back. I think he's the best centre-back we've seen probably since Brian Gartland. In a different mould, obviously, he's a bit more of a... He can move, unlike Gartland, but Gartland was just more of an imposing figure. I think one issue for Pat is that they've lost players, the likes of Sam Curtis gone to Sheffield United, Mark Doyle gone over to, to Rhode Island in, in the USL, and Conor Carty's loan being gone, being done, and going back over to Bolton, I think could be a big loss for him. But look, I think John Daly's already proven how, how good a manager he is since he came in. It, they've won the cup, they've got that taste of silverware. And I think, you know, the whole thing of they won't be able to do it at the, the key moments of the season. I think they've they've got that taste for a trophy now. You look at the the great teams down the years that it normally starts with a cup win, and I think that this this Pats team really really do have all of the right ingredients to to go off and and win a league title. But depends on if they can you know if they can cook it right for want of a better phrase. But that's I've got Pats to win the league. My winner of the league this year, unfortunately, sorry to say. Um, will be Shamrock Rovers in my opinion. There are questions over polls and goal, um, but I think last year, Dunham good a year under Manus last year, uh, definitely would have done in the world of good. I think they've also they might not have recruited a lot, but they've kept hold of a lot of players there. Marcus Poom is a massive pickup for them, keeping hold of him this season. Got I think nine eight eight or nine assists last season. I think they will they will have enough in them to do it this year. I think Aaron McInniff as well will be a good signing for them. He's still only young, 27 or 28, something like that. So, yeah, I just can't see past Shamrock Rovers, unfortunately. Trevor Clark, again, another signing, permanent signing for them. So I think they've they've recruited kind of smartly. They fell on to their players that, that done well for them last season and I kind of just can't see past them. 
Yeah, I agree. I've um, Rovers won the league as well. Uh, five in a row will happen, I think. Unfortunately, a lad. Yeah, if just looking through the spot there, like it's they done they done great business. I think like they've just Hanahan from Cork, a fella can play all all across the defence. A good pick up actually. I think that'll go under the radar. They'll get the best out of him this year. You've Pico Lopez coming off a good Afcon, coming back into the squad. Who was actually rated one of the top twenty five players in the tournament? I think, which is great for the league in general. Um, and just the midfield, like you don't know, like they've so many good midfielders. The fact, like you've you've Richie Taylor, who's less out of him the better. A good midfielder though. You've Al McInef, Poom. You've Dylan Watts, Gary O'Neill. That's six, seven. But you've Jack Byrne as well. Sorry, Jack Byrne is listed as attackers here and up. I'm looking at like Graham Buck, Dower Burns, and Lone Cadon's going to do well for them. I feel like they recruited smartly with their loan deals as well. I think the only loan that they've that they should be designed is Johnny Kenny, who I think is a shite striker. And James would be delighted with that. But no, I I, I think he's still going to be recovering over his bad miss in Oriole. But no, I think Rovers will win the league by a few points. I think they will just kick on after a certain stage. I think after that European European run for all clubs, I think Pats will fall off them. And Derry, I think they'll just both track behind Rovers. I think Rovers will win by a good few points. Uh, I don't want to do this because Pats fans, actually decided Pats fans are more annoying than Bulls fans. Interesting with Pats, I think, because as Jack mentioned, the hype about um, Pachacula, the Liverpool keeper, I, I'm not convinced that he he might make the difference. Like, we don't know what the transition from the under-21s in England as a keeper would be to League Ireland. And of course, the transition should be that he'd be one of the top keepers in the league. But again, he's not getting ahead of Cleveland Keller here. And I don't know, I've question marked about Cleveland Keller. Like, Dave, yeah, look, he probably will be a good keeper, but we just don't know yet. But again, Sam Curtis would be a huge loss, but they have Ryan McLaughlin at right back. So I don't think that'll be a problem. Luke Turner and Red- and Keely are go- two good additions to play beside alongside Redmond. Forrester, Bulger, Kavanagh, they've a good, strong core in the field again. And the additions of Keating and young Mason Melia, I think, could have a great season. One thing I will say is I don't like Jake Mulderini. And if Jake Mulderini starts every game for Pats this season, then they might be in trouble. But I think Pats will win the league, unfortunately, for my Twitter mentions. I don't know. We might get a good TikTok out of that, too. Yeah, so I mean, like that's that's our predictions. But I, I think we were going to say we do ones the three ones to watch each. Um, just that Yusuf, I'll mention it yourselves. But I, I have Johnny Russell to be first sacked. I think Sligo just have to act fast. The, the earlier they act, the better, because I think he's just a scrap manager at the moment. I think he needs to go into Sunday League football or something to get his to earn his dues. Um. <laughs> Um, I also I have Rory Keaton to get top scorer and Joe Redmond player of the year. I think that'll be the the two. But um, yeah, the, the, the three three ones to watch. I've got so I've gone for actually Conor Malley and Sligo. I think if he has a good season, Sligo could take. I I actually rate him really really highly. Surprisingly, considering he's played for a long time, Sligo. He's a he's a really good player. So I think that's a great signing. But I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. The two from Drogheda that I think you guys should really be watching out for. Warren Davis, he's only 18. He's unbelievable. His work rate is, is phenomenal. He's a really, really good player and a really good talent. I think you could see him get, I could see him getting 10 goals this season easily as a, as a young lad. He's, yeah, he's gone under the radar a bit. That the signing of him on a two year deal is massive for us because he will be over in England soon enough, I'd say. And then the other one is a, a rogue one. We, he was with the Drata Academy and then he went off to uh, Cannes. In France and came back is Killian Chaos, who 
he's only 18 or something like that. He's, my God, if you could see Freddie Draper with a bit of pace, this kid is a, is it? he is the image of Freddie Draper and he's just got that similar kind of style of play. And I think he could be a player that we see really, you know, explode this season. They've tried to keep playing their, the the three five two that we've been playing in preseason, and have France up top with him, and then Marky and Davis in behind. My God, that, I think we could win the league. First manager sacked will be Declan Devine. It'll be a toss up between himself and Keith Long. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Bose there, so I think Declan Devine's going to get the the chop fairly quick. Uh, top scorer will be Rory Keating, and player of the season will be Jack Byrne. Three ones to watch. One is Franz Piero with Drogheda. I think he's he's quality. Two, what, 22 goals last season for Athlone. I think he'll he'll really push on with Drogheda and I think he'll take to, to Premier Division football like a duck to water. My second one to watch is Romeo Akachukwu with Waterford. Uh, he's absolutely sensational. I think he's still only 17, being chased by all the big teams in England, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, United, AC Milan even. Played 23 times last season for Waterford uh, scored a hat-trick in the playoff semi-final against Athlone and he's a regular for the Ireland under-17s yeah I think he's really definitely one to keep an eye on and my third pick is from my own club Slug Rovers and it's Simon Power I think uh, if Simon can stay injury-free this season he'll definitely kick on he's a, a wealth of experience only at 25 he's played in the Norwich Academy Ross County in the Scottish Prem Kings Lynn in the National League and also at Harrogate Town in League 2. Injuries are a bit of a, a, a problem um, and a bit of a worry, especially last season with Shamrock Rovers didn't play a whole pile of football, but I think at 25 he's still got loads and loads to give and he will be one uh, that wants to, to prove his worth. So yeah, Simon Power is my third pick. Uh, I think Robbie Mahan from Dock is going to be class. I feel like, feel like it was a good pick up as well by O'Donnell. A bit of a rogue shit as well, so I might say. If you play with Bowes, I think he actually might come on against Nock a few years ago. We have a Bowes battles 5 1 in Daily Mount. And he went over there in the Motherwell, and I think he's in with Edinburgh City FC. I think Bill actually reported it, so I'll give Bill a bit of praise for that because he loved that. But um, I think he'll be decent. I think another one, it could be another rogue shit, but um, Honahan from Rovers, I think he might break into that first team is due to injuries or due to just fitness. I feel like he can play with both feet, and he's a good centre back. And then we third shout. I don't know if it's rogue or not. I think James Clark for Bowes, I think he's going to be a big player for them this year. And he was, he is, he is a known player, so it's maybe not as much a shock, but I feel like he'll go under the radar with Bowes. I feel like he'll be instrumental with them in midfield. First manager gets sacked. I feel like it will be a bit contradiction, but Declan Devine, I feel like he will get it. I feel like James Clark will be on fire as the chances for them. James Clark's on fire. I feel like he'll be good for the last few months of the year with a new manager. Who knows who that'll be. But, um, then also top goal scorer Patrick Coven, player of the year. I will go with Jack Byrne as well. I agree with James because I feel like he'll get it anyways if Rovers win the league. Again, with the manager being sacked part of the job, again, I agree with James. Um, I think Jack, Jack might be the only person I haven't agreed with on this episode. But anyway, Declan Devine will, prob- will probably be the most likely to be sacked because of the false expectation levels that both fans have about themselves and their diabolic recruitment. But I've... Uh, I think Keith Long would be one too. I think he might he might benefit because of lower expectation of the Waterford. And I'm even seeing um people proposing Keith Long come in for Divine if Divine was sacked, which I think would be absolutely hilarious because you're just compounding 
um, the theft pool that is both him and football club at the moment. And I think he'd do worse again. But uh, he had Devine and then maybe Long, top scorer, and um, Frenzy Perot, I think. As I've shown, you don't need a lot of goals to get top scorer in the League of Ireland. And so I, I, I rate Pro and I think you get enough goals to be top scorer. Player of the year, Chris Forrester. I, well, I named Pat to win the league. And if I'm going to be consistent, they're going to have to do it somehow. And I think Forrester, if Pats are to win the league, um, Forrester will be crucial to the, their hopes. Um, I think Jack mentioned he's one of the few players in the team with league winning experience. He'll have to come to the floor and still play well. If they're to stand a chance. On the topic with rogue shouts and thing, I like Simon Powers' choice for James and Josh Wallington for Jack. Jack Josh Wallington's a good player, and uh, who was unfortunately part of the test pitch at West Cork City last year. But my three players to watch: first player I'm going to agree with James um, Romeo Akachu, whatever Romeo Akachu, um, seventeen-year-old midfielder being tracked by the likes of. All big clubs, Manchester City, United. I believe they they even turned down a bid from him. Was it five hundred thousand? I think they're ridiculous. They're they've turned down a bid anyway from from um Southampton already from them who went on to sign Joe Bright. Went March who was my pick for breakout player last year, and I think I was the only one who um made any sort of decent um guess for that one. My second player to watch would be another a drawhead player, another drawhead player, um Andrew Wogan. I know that there was interest from the UK during the off season. A teenage goalkeeper playing regularly in the league. They brought in a South, South African international, Jeffrey Barr. I think there's question marks over his quality, but I think as a man to, lo- to learn under would be a great aid to Wogan. And I think I have an attachment level to teenage keepers play regularly in the league because I was there that night. Bazoon saved the penalty against um, Sadler for, for Cork City. And ever since, Bazoon has been one of my favorite keepers, if not my favorite. So I think Wogan will be my second shout. And um, my third shout would be a major Jack, um, Ryan O'Kane. He signed a new contract for the last October, November, two years. I think Ryan has the potential to play abroad. I think he underwhelmed the time last season after a, a de- debut year last year. That he was kind of a surprise package, but he wasn't last year. I think this year he needs to nail down his place in, in the knock side if he's going to have aspirations to move abroad. And I think working under the likes of Darren Horgan will benefit him too. So I think um, Ryan O'Kane was my third choice. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of The Pellcast. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts and also give us a rating or a review. Follow us on our socials at The Pellcast, at Blog Irish and at Rep Tracker for daily Irish football content. We'll be back with another episode of The Pellcast very soon.